The Evolution Channel is sponsored by Eternal Gold Beauty, the most advanced skincare line in the world. Awaken your skin to aging in reverse at eternalgoldbeauty.com today. You're listening to The Frequency of Creativity with Melinda Har Curley. Welcome everyone to The Frequency of Creativity where we are at the intersection of energy and art. I'm your host, Melinda Har Curley, and to see how I translate energy and light into art, sign up for my newsletter at melindaharcurley.com. Today, we're talking about the subtle power of art. And what I mean is these are paintings that are quiet, that are reflective, and that are deeply inspired. And because these paintings come from this groundedness and spirit, they are able to take us to the same depth of feeling if we are willing to be open. And an artist who has willing to be vulnerable and look at herself and her life with a courageous honesty is Judy Cox. Welcome, Judy. Thank you, Melinda. That was a beautiful opening. I really appreciate that. And when I'm looking at your website, Judy, that we'll share later on with the uh, listeners, That's the feeling that I got, and it really comes through in your work. And I really want to thank you for being with us today. And I am excited to share your authenticity as an artist. And Judy, to me, you epitomize the subtle power of art. And when I look at your work, I see power and I see the power simply stated out in the open, not hidden behind anything, and yet it has a softness to it. Judy, how have you come to the point that you're able to express this subtle power in such a beautiful way? Well, that's an interesting question. And um, gosh, I mean, first of all, I really feel honored to be here. And I appreciate you asking me and um, having this interview. Um, The subtle power, I would have to say, is from inside. Um, My art comes from what I feel internally. Um, When I'm painting, I lose myself in the painting and deal more with what I'm feeling inside. And that's what I believe comes out. And I agree with that. And as I said before, that really does show in your work. And Judy, we're going to have to take a short break. And before we do, 
Can you share with listeners where they can find you? Yes. Um, my website is Judy Hints. That's H-I-N-T-Z Cox.com. I am also on Instagram at J-A-E underscore artist. I'm on Facebook at Judy Hints Cox. And um, so anyway, that's where that that's where I can be found. Okay. Well, please stay with us and we will dive so much more deeply into the subtle power of art and how Judy has really been able to achieve this in her work over her long, successful career. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. We're back with the frequency of creativity where we are at the intersection of energy and art. We're talking with Judy Cox about the subtle power of art. And Judy, um, I loved your explanation how the power comes from inside of you. And yet, you know, in the power of your work, there's also a playfulness and a lightness. How does that come into play as well? Well, um, you know, it's just so interesting hearing your questions because I really don't ever talk about my art. And in fact, it's hard for me to express, express myself with words or with writing, which is obviously why I paint, because I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't do anything else. Yes, um, you can. <laughs> so that being said, that's that's interesting to hear that there's a playfulness. Basically, what I do is I start with something in my head and put it on canvas. Then I step back and look at it to see what can come out of it. Um, and it's a constant going up to the canvas, applying more paint then stepping back and looking at it to see how it's developing. Because really, I feel like my paintings kind of paint themselves um, just because I don't really know how to express what's inside. So I let the canvas dictate to me what what I'm trying to be about and what I'm trying to say. And actually, I end up taking off more than I put on. So in other words, I put on a bunch of paint, step back, look at it, contemplate, well, what does this need? What does that need? And then I go up and scrape off half of what I've just put on. Then I add some more, step back, step forward, scrape off half of what I put on so that it ends up uh, pretty minimal. And um, which is which is what I'm going for. Um, And I 
feel like um, I don't want my paintings to be cluttered. And so when I put on too much paint, I have to scrape it off because they because I feel that they are becoming cluttered. Um, the playfulness is probably because of going back and back and looking at it and going up so that there's a lot of energy and movement, physical movement. And I think that that actually comes out on the canvas. And it does. Um, Judy, in listening to you, um, and I identify so closely with what you say, and I have a very similar process myself. Why do you think you're drawn to this minimal approach? And why do you think that, you know, when you initially put so much paint on, that it appears to you as cluttered? Where, where do you think that comes from? Well, I would have to say that um, I'm, I consider myself quite spiritual and I really um, resonate with the um, Eastern religions and therefore I believe that what my paintings are is what my paintings try to, what I'm trying to show in my paintings is spaciousness, openness, emptiness. And therefore, that's where the minimalism comes from. Um, I like the paintings to be mostly open. And the way I express that is with uh, a, a lot of white space. So that my, so that when I paint, and I put all this different paint on and then scrape it off, I have a, a base that I can um, build on. And as I'm building on it, I think I'm creating space, which is what I believe in my um, spiritual journey is something that I'm striving for all the time, to be more spacious, more open to oneness, and love, which is what I think all religions are. Judy, do you have a specific spiritual practice that um, you resonate with or that you do every day to put you in this um, minds, this mindset that you're in when you paint? So is there a specific practice? that you do every day? There is actually. Um, when when I first get up, um, after feeding the dogs, of course, I, <laughs> and getting coffee, <laughs> that's very important. Um, I, I do uh, spiritual readings and I will read for maybe half an hour, an hour, and then I try to meditate um, for however long I'm able to do that. And um, as I said, I'm, I'm really drawn to the Eastern religions um, for 
years, I read a lot of the spiritual readings that I was doing was on Buddhism. Um, more recently, I have been drawn to Hinduism and um, Ramana Maharshi, who was such a great teacher, um, is really who I spend my morning um, reading and listening to what he's telling me in the book. And I've uh, gained more insight to this uh, practice through Nellie Lott, who is such a wonderful spiritual teacher. And I'm always talking to her and always learning more and more. Um, she's the one who told me about Ramana Maharshi. She is now doing a course in miracles study course, which I'm taking from her. So, so it's a combination of her, my readings, my own meditation, and trying to practice what I believe. And Judy, and by the way, Nellie Loth uh, is uh, launching her own podcast on Superpower Experts, and she will be on the Soul Channel. And Judy, listening to you, and I, and in looking at your work, I can see how important and how integral this spiritual practice is to your paintings. And earlier when you're talking about the openness and the spaciousness, and when you're talking about Buddhism and Hinduism and A Course in Miracles, that's the basis of all of these teachings. And like, Judy, you just you have to be so happy in your life and just so <laughs> that your life is integrated with your work and that the time you spend in this practice, that you're bringing it into form, you're bringing it into yourself and you're bringing it into the world. Well, thank you for that. You certainly have made my day. <laughs> well, it, it's true. And I feel that. And it's just so um, wonderful to see how you have, it, your life is not separate from your spiritual practice and your work. Your whole life seems so integrated with your practice and with your painting. Well, I, I do believe that's true. I believe that my life is, is good. I'm very fortunate. Um, and I feel that I have been, um, blessed to be able to express myself on canvas. I've been lucky and, um, that's all I can say. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And yes, I, I try to integrate everything because I just, um, don't want to waste what I have, what time I have here on earth. 
Um, when I go on your website and when the listeners will go on your website, um, as soon as you go on, your title is whatever you want it to be. So, Judy, what do you mean, whatever you want it to be? And why do you feel that was important to put as the title of your website? Well, I think that abstract work, um, abstract art for the viewer is subjective interpretation. And that means that whoever is looking at my work or any abstract art, they interpret what they see in the art. And I feel like Anybody who looks at my work, if they end up with some kind of emotion, they don't have to like what they see. They do, in fact, they can hate it. But if they end up with some kind of emotion, annoyance, frustration, um, anger, peace, happiness, whatever they feel by looking at what I've put on canvas, I feel like I've done my job. And that's why it's important for me to say that whatever you want it to be, it's not anything that I want it to be. It's for you. You are the viewer. You are looking at it. You can interpret it the way you want. And yet, Judy, you have um, these very insightful uh, titles that you put with the work. So whenever you... Share with us how you come to the title. Do you know the title ahead of time? Do you know it afterwards? Does it come to you in the middle of a work, what it's about? You know, share that process with us. It, de it definitely doesn't come before. It comes after I've fit completed the painting. Although I have to say, I'm not sure completing the painting is even possible because I think half the time, well, I think mo most of the time I'm, I don't feel like the painting is complete. I feel like um, there needs to be more to it. There needs to be more said, but I'm done. So then not, so then for me, that's a completion. So when I complete, when I complete the work, um, I spend time looking at it. And then I usually go to whatever I happen to be reading at the time um, in my spiritual practice. And I usually find something within that that will resonate to the painting. And that's how I give it the title. But let me say, not, not, it's not always easy. And um, sometimes when I give a title, it's just, something that's out of my head or something that's funny. So it doesn't have anything <laughs> to do with the painting. And so I'll just go, oh, I'm going to put this on. I'm going to put this title on here because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the diversity because when viewers go on your website, li listeners, they'll see the variety and most of the titles seem very introspective and insightful to me. Um, so Judy, in listening to you, when 
did you know or when did you decide to be an artist? Was it a decision? Was it just following your intuition, following guidance? How did you come to art? Well, I was, uh, I, I never thought that I could paint. I never thought that I could draw. Um, I've always loved art. In fact, I grew up in Chicago and used to go to the Art Institute of Chicago. And I remember as a 10-year-old sitting in the um, room with Mark Rothko paintings and just breathing with him, breathing with his work and loving it so much. So I've always loved looking at art, but I just never felt that I could do anything with it. Um, when I was 26 years old, I met a woman who became a very good friend, and she suggested that I go out to the country and paint with her because she that's what she did. And I said, well, I don't know if I can do that, but I'll give it a try. <laughs> so she had a, a little canvas and paints and stuff, and we went out. And the second I put paint on the canvas, I was hooked. Mm. And I, I've, <laughs> I've been painting ever since. That was, uh, oh gosh, that was 50 years ago. So, wow. um, yes, so I've been painting a long, long time. And I really can't imagine my life without painting. Mm. Um, where... So, it like, for example, with me, I paint only with a palette knife. And when I picked up the palette knife, there was something in that experience that I cannot even paint with a brush anymore. I, I can't do it. And it's just so interesting to me that both of us, when you experience something, you know it. You know it's true. You know it's right. And, you know, to very clearly follow that. And that's what you've done for 50 years. 50 years. <laughs> yes. So um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's that's um, I, I like what you said about using the palette knife and that you know that that's correct for you and that you can't you can't use brushes um, for me. I use mostly use brushes um, and I use big brushes and I put a lot of energy into the paint brushes themselves. And so that I'm, I'm almost scribbling across the canvas with the brush. Um, therefore I, I ruin a lot of brushes needless to say, because <laughs> I'm, I really bear down on them, but um, yeah. Yeah. And I understand that because I'm a, I'm a very heavy-handed painter. And I've had several teachers say to me that I paint like a man. So regardless, <laughs> um, oh, I had a question right there and I just forgot it. So and you mentioned energy, that you put a lot of energy into your brushes. Judy, do you help, help me to understand how you connect or do you with the energy around you and how do your surroundings or where you live or your environment or your studio, 
how do, how do you relate to that energy and how does that inform or impact your painting? Well, I paint in my garage. It's a two-car garage that I've made into a studio. Um, I just feel that the energy comes from somewhere inside of me. As I said, it's, it's um, really how I paint in general is go internal and bring that out. Um, I, I know that I've, I've looked at your work, Melinda, and I, I think it's really beautiful and it shows the energy of nature, which I know you paint in nature and, and that's really fantastic. My energy is not so much from outside, but from inside of me. And I often am dancing around the studio. You know, if, if, if the painting's going well, I start dancing around and get all excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I go back to the canvas and start scribbling on it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all internal. I love that you say that, Judy, and it shows in your work. And do you feel, are you influenced by other artists uh, or anything that you see? Or do you feel like what you just said, your work comes so deeply from within you that this is uniquely yours? And it doesn't sound, I'm going to answer my own question, it doesn't sound like you're have a lot of outside influences that you're really going within. I I am basically going within. Um, That's not to say that I don't, um, that I'm not influenced by other artists because I'm always looking at art, always view, always looking in my art books and, and seeing the, um, famous artists from the past and present artists. I spend a lot of time looking on the internet at art because I just like to see it. And I never, I I would say that though I believe my art comes internally, I think that there are parts of different artists that come through if that makes any sense. It does. It does. So share with us, when you're looking at some, you know, at other art, do you feel like you connect with something that interests you and that you sit with it and that somehow it just kind of merges with your internal toolkit? It's possible that it merges. I do like, as I said, I just love looking at art. And um, when I see something that I really like or that draws me to it, I can spend a lot of time just staring at it. Um, And I don't know if it actually comes through and it comes through too into if it comes into me and thereby is influencing 
what I'm putting on canvas, but it um, is just something that I love. Like, like when I learned of you and I went on your website, seeing your paintings, I could, I could just stare, just stare at them um, for a long time. And I just identified with them. Um, but I don't know if that, if, I don't know if that answers your question. I think I'm just going around and around. No, 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 no. I understand. Like, for example, um, I was in San Francisco and went to their Museum of Modern Art, which I, they have done such an exemplary job of their collection. And an artist that I really admire is Gerhard Richter. And I just felt so fortunate to be in a room and he does very large abstract works. He's in his late eighties. He's German. Some people consider him uh, our greatest living art painter right now. And there, I sat in the middle of four large abstract paintings and I sat there for at least a half an hour. And it was so powerful for me to visually look at the work and because I'm in person and these are originals, um, I'm able to feel into the energy as well. So for me, it was about connecting with the visual patterns and how he so masterfully had these intricate visual patterns with this high frequency of energy. And I just sat there for a half an hour and I know exactly what you mean. And for me, it was just being in the presence of that work and me resonating visually, energetically, spiritually, emotionally on every level. And I learned so much and that experience changed me. I believe it. I believe it. And I believe that I was changed when I was 10 years old sitting in that room with Mark Rothko's paintings all around it, I, it, it took my breath away. It made me um, appreciate. And um, it, it probably did for me what that did for you. And it sounds like it set the course of the rest of your life. I think so. And I think that's the perfect definition of the subtle power of art. When, for me, when I was changed, not only in my work, but as a person, and with you looking at Mark Rothko, that's the subtle power of art. Yes. Judy, so um, do you, um, in your work, is there any like lasting thoughts that you have or that you want to leave our listeners with? Um, what you're trying to say in your work, what you're trying to achieve, or what you want people to get out of your work? Well, as I've said, I would like 
people to basically um, end up feeling something by looking at my work. That's that makes me feel like I've accomplished something. But I would also say that the art is really for me because that's who I am. And um, I love for people to see what I do. And of course, anyone who wants to purchase what I do, that would be lovely. <laughs> um, but it's but it's more about what I have to do, and that's all. That's all it's about. Judy, I love that you're so motivated from within, and your work is about expressing yourself, and that's why it feels so honest, so real, and so authentic. And I'm just really honored that you took the time to share yourself and share your work with us today. And before we leave, can you share with the listeners one more time where they can find you? Yes. My website is Judy Hintz, H-I-N-T-Z Cox.com. And I'm on Instagram at J-H-C underscore artist. And I'm on Facebook at Judy Hintz Cox. And I would like to thank you, Melinda, so much for having me today. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. And it has been for me as well. Thank you so much for being with us. And thank you to listeners for being with us today as well on the frequency of creativity, where we are at the intersection of energy and art. To see how I translate energy and light into art, sign up for my newsletter at melindaharcurley.com. Today, walk in your light. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.